I came from a background of construction, zero sales experience at all. The other great thing about Family First Life is the, the sharing of knowledge. No one guards knowledge here. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of The Climb. Dan Grunberg here. I have the honor of having Henry Payne with us. Uh, he's another um, Hall of Fame producer. Uh, had a great year last year. Wanted to get him on here and share some tips, how he found success, uh, and what he struggled with, and, and what came easy to him type things. Um, so, Henry, welcome to The Climb. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Glad to be here. Yes, great stuff today, by the way. Love getting new voices in the room. Uh, it's great how we learn from each other and we grow with each other. It's really a great place, great um, uh, platform Family First Life has set up for that. Um, let, me ask, let me ask you this. So you do primarily uh, telesales, virtual sales. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you build rapport with a client um, over the phone or on a Zoom call? So uh, I don't do any Zoom. Um, that's just a personal preference. Um, but for me, it just comes with the confidence and, and what I'm there to do. So I don't spend a lot of time um, making small talk. I, I really don't build, uh, intentionally build rapport until, you know, we're, we've already established that we're going to be submitting an application and, and they've confirmed. Um, I, for uh, my, my approach with virtual sales is that it's going to be very transactional. Um, and so I don't want to spend an hour and a half with somebody on the phone that doesn't understand what this process entails that is going to ultimately say, well, I'm going to need to think about it. Um, because the the, tra the applications are very transactional, um, I need to make sure that um, I'm uh, you know, reacting accordingly with my time. Mm -hmm. um, what's the biggest challenge with uh, telesales? The fact that they're so transactional. Um, everything that... Uh, Everything that I say and do is being scrutinized by the person on the other end of the phone. Um, I can't. I can't read their body language. Um, I don't know if they. When I share a price, I don't know if they're grimacing. I don't know if they're. Uh, you know, their shoulders are shrugging. Uh, you know, shrinking down. Um, so I really have to learn to read the pauses. Um, I, you have to become very good at not just your own voice and how you're presenting information, but also listening at not just what they're saying, but how they're saying it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's good. That's a challenge, man. Um, I've tried telesales. I just, I, eventually I'm going to have to get good at them, um, but I just, it's a struggle for me. Yeah. You know? I would not have uh, had, I would not have had the success that I started off with, uh, at, with telesales had I not been out in the field for six or seven months prior. Um, you know, I, I, I learned everything and I honed my craft going into the house. Um, if I had jumped straight into telesales, I'm almost guaranteeing that I would have flopped. Gotcha, gotcha. How do you perfect your craft? How do you get good at what you do here at Family First Life? Repetitions. That's that's the name of the game. So, um, and I was just talking with somebody about this. Um, you know, if you take uh, the number one and you uh, square it by 365, you know, it's still going to be one. But if you take 1.01 squared by 365 or, you know, to the power of 365, um, it's 37.78 or whatever the number is. So just becoming just a little bit better. The moral of that is becoming just a little bit better every single day over the course of a year. You're going to be, you know, a tenfold ahead of anybody else. So uh, just getting enough at at bats, getting the reps in, um, you know, getting the leads, booking the appointments, everything that you know everybody else says. There's there's really no secret sauce. 
Um, it just comes down to uh, trusting the process and then putting in the work. No, I like that. I, I coach a youth softball team, um, and I always, you know, equate a lot of what we do here and learn here to success for athletes. And you know, I talk about reps. Um, I tell the girls, you know, we're going to get one percent better every day. Okay, so that's going to equal a hundred days of getting one hundred percent better. So in a hundred days, we're going to be a hundred percent better. Um, and, and we focus on the basics. We're going to be better at the basics than everyone. And it's the same thing in business, especially in this industry. Uh, what are uh, some key factors that can have contributed uh, to your um, to you propelling to the top here? I think uh, it's a combination of being coachable. Um, you know when. When I first started, um, I had a mentor. I had somebody that was coaching me and telling me everything that I needed to do. Um, so I, I knew nothing about life insurance sales. I knew nothing about this industry. Um, this, was, this was brand new for me. So it would be crazy of me uh, to come in here and to try to rewrite the system. Um, I had somebody who was producing at a very high level. And it would be crazy for me to think, well, I could probably do it better than that. Let me, let me figure out my own way of doing it. Um, so I was coachable. I did exactly what I was told. I trusted that person, um, and I was fortunate enough to, you know, be, uh, you know, coached and mentored by somebody who was, you know, having great success themselves. Um, and then I put in the work. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how much uh, training and education and, and information I receive if I don't go out and act on it. Um, then I, I'm not going to protect any families, and I'm not going to put any policies in place. Um, and I didn't start to add my own flair um, until I really understood the ins and outs of the entire sales process. Um, I think a, a big pitfall that people can fall into um, is trying to change things up too early on. Um, when, you're just, when you're just starting out, when you're learning the basics, um, really just got to trust whoever is training you, trust the system, and just do exactly what they're telling you. We have 15,000 agents that are submitting a policy every single month. The information and the training systems that we have works. That's why 15,000 agents are writing a policy. Um, we just need to you know, trust that system and, and implement it ourselves. Yeah, it's funny when people come into the industry um, and they try to uh, reinvent the wheel. I mean, we have failed enough for everyone. You know, and what I what, what you're speaking of, I call it being a parrot. You know, if you can be a parrot in the beginning, and then yep. you can add your own flavor later. Um, you're going to find success. Yep. So it's great that you brought that up. Um, everyone has a, what I found. Most top producers have a morning routine. Uh, they're getting up at a certain time, even if they don't have to. Um, what is your morning routine? Uh, so. Getting up at four thirty. That was I was getting up at four thirty for a while, and then uh, my fiance said, "You got to stop getting up at four thirty. That alarm's driving me crazy." So I pushed it back to five, which that half an hour shouldn't make that big of a difference, but I'm twisted in the head, and so psychologically, I said, "Well, five. It might as well be five thirty. Five thirty turned into six. So um, I got a Fitbit, and uh, that's it vibrates as my alarm now. So I'm I'm back at four thirty in the morning because I, for for whatever reason, that's a non-negotiable for me. So get up at four thirty. Um, do a little bit of just thinking about what I'm going to accomplish that day, go to the gym, um, and just get to work. Um, I think, um, something that I, I learned from one of my mentors was having a, a morning routine. Um, it, if you become a slave to your morning routine and one day you, you can't accomplish whatever that is, if you don't write in your journal or you don't take the ice bath or whatever it is, and then it throws your whole day out of whack. It's you're, you're going to be just as ineffective over a long period of time as if you didn't have a morning routine at all. So I like to have things that I do in the morning. Um, but if I don't get to go to the gym, if I don't get out of bed at 430, if I don't have my morning cup of coffee, um, I, I still am going to have to go and dial the phone for 12 hours. It doesn't matter. 
Sure, sure, sure. And your routines are key. You know, they, yep. they, they help eliminate white space in your calendar. Yep. Um, and it gets you started. And, yep. you know, the most important the important part of the day is, is getting started. Yep. And a lot of people, their whole day is shot because they don't get started. Yep. Exactly. So I like that. Um, give me, um, what is your favorite experience with a client so far? Do you have one that sticks out? <sighs> I've got quite a few. I think probably my favorite. Favorite experience? Oh, gosh, that's a that's a toughie. Um, there was a I, probably super simple. Um, there was a gal that I was sitting with um, in Central Oregon, and um, you know, it, probably application was submitted in under twenty minutes. It was just really straightforward. She knew she wanted it. She could easily afford everything, so we got it submitted. And then we sat there and talked for like an hour and a half. My next appointment had already canceled, and we just had just a wonderful conversation just about. Uh, life and philosophy and arts and just all mm. just everything you could possibly think of and for whatever reason me and this person just really hit it off and so we we still stay in contact every now and then just you know talk about hey how are you doing how's everything right. going um but just being able to offer her protection and then you know i, I made a friend out of it too good yeah, it was quite Th nice. that right there henry is my favorite part of this job is building those relationships uh, letting these people know that we're their person, we're going to take care of them in life, and then we're going to take care of their family once they pass. Yeah. And getting to know your client is something special. And I think a lot of us top producers do a really good job of that. Um, you know, it has to be transact transactional. I get it. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of emotions involved, too. And, yep. and you got to be able to um, reach those emotional triggers um, to help a client. Yeah. So, people, um, uh, I don't, they don't, they're not going to remember what you say in the house, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. So afterwards, if it doesn't matter if you said all the right things, if you leave the house and they feel like you're just out for a commission, they smell the commission breath, um, they're going to remember that feeling. But if they don't need to remember anything that you said, if, if you walk out of that house and they feel like you did right by them, they feel like you have their best interest, they're going to remember that. Gotcha. Henry, why do you do this? What is your motivation? Probably, gosh, I mean, the, the first thing that comes to mind is family, just being able to, you know, provide for myself, um, provide for, you know, I, I'm getting married in a couple months. We're going to, we, the goal is seven kids, so that's not going to be cheap. Um, so just first and foremost, being able to provide, um, there's a million different ways that someone can provide though. And so why specifically, you know, family first, um, I can, you know, push a client to, to, you know, get protection in place that I can feel really good when I go to sleep because, you know, this is, we're not, you know, peddling snake oil here. This is, you know, truly having a lasting impact on, on families' legacies. I'm truly making a difference in their life. I'm adding value. I can leave a house and I know that they're better off having met me than having, you know, not met me. Um, and so I can feel, I'm very confident in the, in the service that I provide. That's great stuff, man. And congratulations on the upcoming wedding. That's, that's exciting for you. Um, thanks for coming on the climb. Thanks appreciate you. Appreciate everything that you shared during the Road to Hall of Fame meeting here. Um, now it's time for you to do a shameless plug for your, yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure people are going to wonder where can they find content. Do you have any Instagram pages, Facebook? Go ahead and share it with everyone so they know how to find you. Um, and if anybody has any questions, you can always just call or text me. My phone number is 541 788 8123. All right. Thank you, Henry. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Have me. a great 2022. Absolutely. Thank you.